This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Let's fuck this shit. It's only King. Why you have to be mad? Wow, it's Healthy Snack Central right now. It is. It's Healthy Snack Central. Um, I'm eating some cantaloupe. Just a little treat for our premium subscribers. A little mukbang, as they call it, <laughs> in the ASMR community. That's where tiny Korean women, or other other kinds of women, but mostly women. Mostly women. <laughs> the women part is, is key to it's the It's a key. sex thing. It's not a sex... Well, okay. Are we can you get sure? it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. They, they like eat a lot of food really fast. Or mm-hmm. not really fast. They just eat like a lot of food and like they make a lot of noise while they do it. I'm pretty sure that's a sex thing. I'm also having some fruit right now. I am having a grapefruit spiked seltzer. So it says it's made with real fruit? fruit. Okay. All right, stop. Put that away. How are you? I'm good. Um, I saw Star Wars this week. That's oh. my only update. Did you like it? I, I don't think we need to go into that right now. I think there oh. are other podcasts that you can listen to that will uh, review the newest Star Wars film in the franchise for you. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I hated you... it. Anyway, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> She's just like chugging her fruit. My serving of fruit for the day. Exactly. It's like a smoothie. It's like a smoothie blended with the grain elements. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm, do you hear that? Yeah. It's, it's a train. Oh, okay, cool. I have my uh, headphones like half on, half off, and uh, I forget that I live right next to a train. So obviously I'm doing great. It's very cool to me that you live in the apartment from um, Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, yeah, I totally do. Oh my god, I kind of want to watch that now. <gasps> what if we watch that after we recorded? <laughs> what if we had a sleepover and spooned and watched all of our favorite children's movies together? Well, you're you're coming to D.C. in like three weeks, so we can do that. Oh my god. Can make wow. that happen. Hey, should we talk about hockey? I guess we should. So would we like to make any other like untimely proclamations like right now? That will come true like our last couple of ones did. Huge week for us. Huge week for Puck Bunny's predictions coming true. And by Puck Bunny's, I mean Audrey. (laughs) Audrey is truly the Sybil of the NHL expanded universe now. I am an NHL insider. Mm -hmm. I did have at least one person genuinely ask me how I knew Taylor Hall was getting traded the Coyotes. And I was like, sheer force of will. (laughs) You really manifested that. The power of positive thinking. Exactly. I mean, sometimes if you just really believe in something and want it enough, sometimes it happens. Most of the time it does not. So before we kick off the trade talk, we did get a text pertaining Mm -hmm. to Taylor Hall. So I will read that first. It says, hey, bunnies, let me tell y'all, it's been a wild ride. One moment I'm in class, 
The next, I've eaten two Eggs Benedicts, and Taylor Hall has been traded to the Coyotes. Personally, this is a dream come true. I'm just wondering if spiritually this is going to work out, because while all the signs I'm looking for point to yes, I want to know your thoughts. Is this the best move to ever happen? Is the mix of Phil Kessel, Taylor Hall, and the Kachina jerseys what Arizona needs to finally win a Stanley Cup? Let me know your thoughts. Coyotes 2020 Stanley Cup winners. Also in honor of this, I've listened to Ride and Solo by Jason Derulo, the official song of Taylor Hall, on repeat for the past four hours in the hopes that he thrives. I never really thought about that song being his theme song, but it really is. And I really want to just pause the podcast and listen to it like right now, but I'm not going to do that. But like just respect <laughs> that I want to. <laughs> So, yes, this was a big one. Um, We had been hearing rumors that Taylor Hall was going to get traded after a pretty disastrous season for the New Jersey Devils so far. So former Hart Trophy winner Taylor Hall was traded to the Arizona Coyotes. It was Taylor Hall and some other guy, I don't know who he is from the Devils, uh, went to the Coyotes in exchange for a first round pick. A conditional pick that could also be a second first rounder, depending Mm -hmm. on performance, and then three of their prospects. Yeah, it was basically just Taylor Hall for some assets, which makes it for an interesting trade. Just if you think about it, Taylor Hall won the heart two years ago, Mm -hmm. and he got traded for basically five assets. And one asked for five assets. Right. And so, what this means for the New Jersey Devils is that they are fully going to have to embrace the tank because. Like, I mean, it, it, they're just going to have to find new and exciting ways to lose. Uh, so that's going to be really I'm fun. I'm sure they will. <laughs> I'm sure they'll find, I'm sure they'll find a way. But I mean, they basically just leveraged the rest of their season for, you know, basically starting anew again for like the third time. Let's next, see next how many season. first round draft picks we can get this summer and next summer. But what's been interesting to me about the immediate reaction was like, oh my God, he's going to Arizona. Ew. Yeah, baby. Do you pay attention to hockey at all? They're at the top of their division. They're a good team. Yeah, not to brag, but the Arizona Coyotes are first in the Pacific right now. Let's ignore the fact that the rest of the division is an on-fire pile of trash. Doesn't Um, matter. It's fine. It doesn't matter. And also, the first three teams in the division are tied with the exact same number of points. Let's cast that aside as well. You know what? If you are on the throne of a flaming trash mountain, that means you're still the king. Exactly. Winning is the only thing that matters. We respect sovereignty, even if you were just the king of Trash Mountain. I mean, there's been a ton of criticism about this trade because whenever a trade like this happens, where you are exchanging someone who is in his quote unquote prime, although Mm -hmm. being 28, I would argue, isn't really your prime in today's NHL anymore. But when you're trading a guy at that age who is that good in Mm -hmm. return for only future considerations, you're not going to get praised for that because there's no tangible results right in front of you for the Devils. Like, the Devils are only going to be able to tell if this is a good trade maybe as soon as two years from now. That would be super soon. And honestly, we might all be dead by then, so maybe we'll never know. Honestly, I hope we are. (laughs) But I would like the Coyotes to win the Stanley Cup before then. Me as well. And honestly, they are put in a great position with this trade. I I think that we have to praise Arizona's front office for this to uh, John Chaka and the rest of the Arizona front office because this has added an offensive machine gun to their arsenal here. Right, and it's also, it's such a power move because the entire week people were like, Ugh, why would Taylor Hall go to the Coyotes? What a waste. What's even mm-hmm. the point of that? And Arizona's front office was like, why not us? Right. Why, we're willing to bet on ourselves right now. We have the cap space. 
we want to win and we have this developing core of young guys in their 20s who are looking for mentors and incredible players that they can play alongside and they've got Phil Kessel that trade so far has not paid off as much as they were hoping it would which like Mm -hmm. is fine I think Phil Kessel is gonna do great it's been like three months it's fine and he like hasn't had anyone like Taylor Hall to play exactly so now that he is gonna be probably on a line with Taylor Hall you've got these guys like Vinny Hinestroza your ex-boyfriend Nick Schmaltz of former Chicago Blackhawks He's been having a great season so far playing with Phil Kessel. And so it's this kind these kind of guys who are such once-in-a-generation players who are really special. The more ice time you're able to give them with developing players who have their whole careers ahead of them, you're going to get so much more out of these guys because you have the more superstars on your team. It's a super bold move for them. I mean, they had the cap space for it. And I mean, I think this is sort of cementing them in their playoff position in at least a second seed, barring some sort of disastrous injury, just because wow, my heart is growing like just, three sizes right now. Dog shit right now. So Darcy Kemper's injured. He's out. But the Coyotes really so far this year have been surviving off of just absolutely stellar goaltending. Like Auntie Ranta, Darcy Kemper have got to be one of the top goalie tandems in the league right now. And Andre, you don't have to tell me that because I have both of them in my fantasy team. (laughs) I really love that for you. Really benefiting off of them. This is something that I thought was shocking. The Coyotes coming off of last year were the only team in the league without a single 20 goal scorer on their team. Oh, which is not, I'm like, that's nice. They redistributed their point. Hmm. Everybody got a shot. <laughs> I think it just means that no one was scoring that much. Right. So now they've they've got these assets in Phil Kessel and Taylor Hall who their scoring chances are so much better now just with those mm-hmm. two guys. It's like just having those kind of difference makers on the ice. And like that sounds so like hockey man thing to say, but... There is something in having sort of that on-ice leader who makes chances happen, and I think both of those players are are those guys. I think my favorite part of just everything that was happening uh, with the trade and his sort of unhappiness in New Jersey was this quote that he I think he, I think he told Elliot Freeman he was like I remember every all five. single playoff game that I've ever been in in vivid detail. Oh, <laughs> five! And it's just, oh my god! I know everything. I see everything. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, Jesus Christ, please someone milk the poison out of this poor Scorpio. <laughs> I mean, whom amongst us wouldn't want to trade Newark, New Jersey in December <laughs> for downtown Tempe, Arizona in December? Let me just check what the temperature is in Phoenix today. Right now, it's Mm -hmm. 6 o'clock in the evening there. It's 62 degrees. Mm. Tomorrow, it's supposed to be a nice, cool, overcast 70. And then it's supposed Mm. to be in the 50s and 60s the rest of the week. What the fuck? Why do we not live in Arizona? That's the trade-off. It's like all the good places are horrible to live in or way too expensive. Would you like to stay in the Pacific for a little bit while we talk about Ilya Kolpachuk? I would love to, you know, hover over the misery of the Pacific Division just like a turgid cloud. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad either, but I just don't know what you would do. I don't know, like, I don't know how I would fix that situation. And obviously they don't either because wow. 
No, absolutely not. I mean, they've kind of got a, I would do a New Jersey Devils style teardown. Invest in your prospects, invest in your infants that you're growing in eggs. In the basement of the Staples Center. Oh my god. I'm imagining it like it's Jurassic Park style. They just have a bunch of- Incubators? (laughs) Yeah, they have like a bunch of dumb boys just in vials growing. Like, oh god, they don't have enough energy. We're not giving our prospects enough. They're all clones of Ben Hutton. Oh, Jesus. So Ilya Kovalchuk, past NHL star, more recent past better KHL star, came back to the LA Kings last year and has played, I think- 40 games total between last season and this season. I think he had like maybe 20 points. Um, So that's more than zero. But this experiment has kind of been a disaster for the Kings, I would say. And now we're going to figure out what this guy is going to do with the rest of his career. They brought him back over thinking that that he was going to find some sort of chemistry, uh, particularly with Kopitar. And that Mm -hmm. just hasn't happened. And now they have like a very, I mean, that's six or seven million dollar oopsie on their hands. And they already have a cap space that's full of old oopsies that need to (laughs) be put out to pasture. I mean, they're looking, they're probably looking to get rid of him fast before the trade deadline. Basically what happened The timeline of this is that last year, there were all these kind of rumors about whether he was getting benched, whether he was sitting out games of his own accord, whether he was like faking that he was sick or having health issues or whatever. And eventually he just wasn't traveling with the team at all. So that's never really a good sign. And did we ever find out like what was going on or did they really keep it that on the DL? No, it was implied that like he was not playing well. And he was getting scratched so much that at that point he was like, fuck this, that he wasn't getting along with the coach. He wasn't getting along with the staff. And eventually at the beginning of this season, he formally left the team, which means that you say, bye, uh, this has been an experience for sure. I'm (laughs) quitting so that you can't fire me. And then that puts you in breach of contract officially. And so then you can get going with this contract termination process. So basically, this process got going after he was put on unconditional waivers by the Kings last week. Then he said he was formally leaving the team. (laughs) Then they were like, okay, great. We are going to end your contract. Eventually, after all this process came to a head, it ends in him being like clearing waivers and then becoming a UFA after being formally released by the LA Kings. He's really gone through it. So I'm sure a lot of paperwork has been signed. Yes, I'm sure he's read none of it. I'm sure there's been some very awkward conference room, like luncheons, Mm. where there's been some bad granola bars being served or something. Oh God, and like really soggy bread and no one really wants to be there and everyone's embarrassed. Now he's got some options. Is another NHL team going to try and sign him? Does he just go back to the KHL? He's got to be looking great to, you know, some of those teams that are on the precipice of of maybe wildcard contending teams. There's definitely one team who I think is kind of surprising for both of us. It's the Boston Bruins, who are like nine points up on everybody else. Interesting. Why would they want to snap someone like this up when they when they don't really have anything to worry about? I guess because they have so many great contracts. It's like, why not get another one? And also, they were one of the teams that originally expressed interest in him when he said that he was coming back from Russia to the U.S., like he wanted to play in the NHL again. But the problem here is more logistical than anything else. Mm -hmm. So Ilya Kovalchuk is 36 years old. He's basically dead. 
even if he's making a league minimum salary, because he's over 35, if he doesn't work out, if he signs like a three-year contract and only makes it through half a season, the rest of that contract is going to count against the cap space for your team for the full extent of the contract. Right, and they can't they can't like mess around with it by no, like fooling just around. Just because he's over thirty five, he needs to get his pension. He's an old man. He can't work for his money. He needs to, he just needs to get it guaranteed. Right. So I'm like, at that point, my question for him would be, is it worth it for you to sign a one year contract to make league minimum salary in the NHL and to like mm-hmm. go through this entire process? Or would you rather just go back to the KHL where people have already expressed interest in re-signing you? For him, I see something like a like Corey Perry situation would be really great where they're yeah. basically paying paying him league minimum. He, I mean, not league minimum. Like he makes $900,000 a year base, but he has significant performance bonuses. Right. And so I think that could be like a great thing for a player like this just to see don't have to worry about signing like a three-year deal but you want to make it worth it for him because he could go make a ton of money in the khl but he could also still do this and then like if it doesn't work out for a year then he could go back and still make the same amount of money what's hard is to predict if he couldn't make it work chemistry wise with the kings could he make it work with a team that's younger and has is coming from a more recent winning culture like the Bruins or like the Blues or something like that is that going to make the difference for him is it just pure environmental factors or is it actually like his health and his performance on the ice yeah I think we should just talk about things that we don't know anything about and everyone (laughs) should listen to us you know maybe everyone should just be nicer to this old Russian man who's just trying hold on I'm trying to show you this picture Look at this cute picture of him from the summer of him and Evgeny Malkin training on the beach in Miami. Oh my god. They look amazing. He looks I know, really they look good. so great. Ripped dads. Wow. There's a lot of face tune on this picture, but like this is him and his sweet wife. Wow, she really just got it got in with the blur tool on that one. But. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has this picture which is a selfie of him with his hood up in what looks like it could be an airport from a week ago and the caption translated from russian is so what's next and then two airplane emojis and two thinking emojis and it's just this selfie wow that's some what a tease that's some heavily slavic energy i love him He was captain of Team Russia at Worlds this year. Mm -hmm. So there's all these really cute pictures of him with Ovi and Evgeny Malkin from this past summer. Wow, look at those thugs. Christina, should we take some calls? Okay. Audrey, I actually have a question for you, a text for you. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, Audrey, did you send in a question to Trip for the Q&A he had with Sarah Sivian, and did he answer it? Um... No, I did not submit a question to Trip Tracy because it would have been like, what are you doing when you're in D.C. next month? Do you want to get a drink? Trip Tracy, here's my phone number for no reason. Trip Tracy, boxers or briefs? Wondering. (laughs) I love that this bit of me being in love with Trip Tracy has like gotten so real that even I believe it at this time at this point like that's how you know it's good I did not submit a question to him because I I'm not a little pervert and (laughs) Sarah would not have asked it anyway she would have though she would have I tell Sarah I tell Sarah to pass along enough questions to Trip Tracy in real life like today what did I say oh I asked her if um Trip knew about Jade rolling your face because I said he would probably be really into that (laughs) probably would. These are the kind of things that I care about. 
Yeah, like, I think his face is going to look so, like, smooth and taut. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he looks amazing right now. Whoever's doing... I'm not saying he's had any work done. I'm not saying he hasn't had any work done, but he looks great. All right, let me read you another text. Hey, just discovered the pod a couple of days ago. Leafs fan since 98. Cool, I was four years old then. From someone (laughs) looking at the Leafs from outside the fan base, who should be on the trading block? Keep up the good work. Thanks. Oh, buddy. No one. Calm down. Let's make some Leafs fans really mad. Trade William Nylander. That's the number one scapegoat for everything. Like, I've seen people already going crazy about this on Twitter or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think it's obviously leftover resentment from last year where he held out on his contract for, like, four months or whatever. But Mm -hmm. he's performing excellent. He's a really good player. And we now know that he was holding out for so long on his contract, partially because Babcock was such a dickwad that he wanted to get all the money possible. So, like, why are you so mad? Be nice to this blonde boy who dresses like a complete idiot. Real talk, I think the most likely candidate for being traded would be Kasperi Kapanen. Yeah, he's got the look. He's got the look of a boy who needs to be traded. Also, he's got the he's also got the numbers of a boy who probably needs to be traded. He is sort of the guy that I'm like, it seems like you're actually talking about him whenever people are talking about William Nylander. Maybe they just get them confused. They look very similar. I have gotten them confused. So maybe the simple folk of Toronto. Good one. Thank you. I caught myself. Also made that mistake. Because Barry Kapanen is kind of going through this phase similar to, I think, Nazem Kadri was with the Leafs, where he can't keep up when he's playing on a line with Matthews or Tavares. And the hard thing is that their their third line right now is amazing. It's like these two children and then Alexander Kerfoot, who was the other half of, of the abs trade. And they're killing it right now. So mm-hmm. he's kind of stuck in this limbo where... Kasperi Kapanen or, like, Andreas Janssen are going to be shifted down to the fourth line, but they're not fourth line players. They they should be getting more ice time. So you're kind of stuck in this limbo where you're not good enough to be on the first line or have a, a very consistent first or second line shot, but then the third line is doing so well that their coaches don't want to separate them. And so it, it like puts you in a tricky place as a player. He might need a different team where he can have a little bit more time and play where he's at versus trying to play above where he's at or below where he's at. I think the Leafs should trade. I mean, they have to trade for their for defensemen. If they're going to make a big trade, they've got to trade for defensemen. Mm-hmm. Have we entertained Colton Pareko from the Blues for Kasperi Kapanen? Audrey. The only reason I say this is because Vladimir Tarasenko is going to be out for like probably the rest of the season. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Blues like made a big trade to get some depth up front. Is Colton that good though? I just want to talk about Colton Pareko. I know, but is, is he that, that a crime? Good? Who cares? I care. He's better than the defenseman that the Leafs have right now, which is like Jake Muzzin and Cody Sessi. Cody Sessi. <laughs> I do wait. Let's play name as many Leafs defensemen as you can. Oh, duh. Tyson Berry. Oh, and Morgan Riley. But that's the problem is that they've been so underperforming this year. You've got these little guys. Who's the tallest player? Oh, Justin Hall, who's two years old. I do not believe that Morgan Riley is six foot one. That is a lie. Travis Dermott is also not six foot. Come on, man. Why do they lie? It's like we can see with our eyes how tall you are. You can't have... 
a mediocre right. backup goalie and also a bad defense out there. Let's read another text, shall we? Hey, Puck Bunnies, short time listener. Been binging at work here in Peg City. Peg City, let's go! Peg City! For about a week, were you able to dig up any dirt on the Montgomery firing in Dallas? If not, what are your most captivating theories about why he was let loose? Okay, so I have been keeping my ear to the ground in terms of like what happened. And that's hard because Christina is tall. And I'm very deaf. Boop, boop, boop. You got me, then I got me. We both got me. Black, black, black. I got got by both of my bitches. Anyway, anyway, I've been sort of poking around and the prevailing theory seems to be that uh, he was sort of like a big party guy, heavy drinker. Good for him. No, He's a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like he's a cool guy who liked to have a good time. <laughs> but I mean, really, he was just like a problem drinker. And the prevailing theory seems to be that he either got too drunk and like did something embarrassing mm-hmm. or they found him with like cocaine. Cool. The craziest theory I've heard And I'm just saying this to say it because it's insane. I'm not saying that there's any credence to it whatsoever. We're just going to do some slander for fun. (laughs) But I did hear that it was a situation where he was... This is like real righteous gemstones shit. Where he was like partying (laughs) with um, some ladies of the evening. and In Peg City? I'm not sure where. But anyway, there was some... Like he got in an argument with one of them and caused a scene (laughs) in the lobby of this hotel. And there was like substances involved. And anyway, uh, yeah. So that's one of the things that I've heard. You know what? I think he's just... He sounds like he's just guilty of having too much fun. Yeah, he's being persecuted for being cool. In, In a way, this is sort of relieving to me because I... I thought he was a good coach. I have heard from multiple sources that he is like a big MAGA Trump guy. So. Oh, never mind. I mean, I don't really care at this point. I wish him never all the mind. best. If it's something that was, you know, a family issue, which it appears to be something that's sensitive like that, I just hope they're all okay. The other rumor is that he cheated on his wife constantly. We, Christine and I, of all people, would never judge. No, I would never. I would never presume. (laughs) All right, let me read you another text message, Audrey. Hey, bunnies, just listened to my first ever episode, and I'll definitely be tuning in again. Hopefully you haven't gotten this question before, but I wanted to know the best slash funniest thing that's happened to you while meeting a player. I always hear people's stories and they're hilarious, so I'm hoping you guys have a few more. (laughs) This is mostly funny because... (laughs) The um, premise here is that anyone would let us within 10 to 20 feet of a professional (laughs) hockey player. I guarantee you, fair caller, that the closest we will ever get to a professional hockey player is like when we're at warmups and they're they're like right there. (laughs) We'd have to coerce them (laughs) to get them alone. I've never even met like an OHL player. Uh... I know. The closest I've ever come is one time I swiped right on like a someone in like the downstate Illinois ice dogs or something. The ice hogs? The Rockford ice pigs, yes. Was it Garrett Sparks? Uh, it was not. I would have told you. And also I would have hauled my ass down. <laughs> the closest I have ever been <laughs> to an NHL oh, player yeah. <laughs> was, to recount the story once again, when I was... <gasps> Had an extremely high fever and was stuck in the Toronto Pearson Airport on my way back from Vancouver this summer. And I had like a five hour layover and I was sitting in this terminal like two seats down from Evgeny Kuznetsov. 
who was very clearly flying back to D.C., we now know, probably from meeting with NHL, the people you see when you're in trouble. Audrey, I didn't, yeah. I didn't even I think mean, about that. Timeline, he looks... The timeline really lines up because it was like the week after mm-hmm. Worlds ended. Wow. Maybe it was a little bit after that because it was like the end of June. Well, that explains why he looked so sad in that little outfit he had on. He was wearing his nice like designer sweatpants. He looked great. Great fit. Great airplane fit. But was like all alone. <laughs> was flying commercial on this like shuttle between DC and Toronto and I was like why would he be in Toronto like the last week of June that's super random I didn't talk to him at all because I looked like shit and I had a very high fever so most of the time I thought I was hallucinating it I know that was just a really rough day for you it was not a good day (laughs) me the Roxy flew and Evgeny Kuznetsov let me read you this last text Hi, bunnies. This is Juan from Chicago. Simple question. What team's holiday party would you want to attend? Uh, Vegas. Oh, that's a good one. I feel like they would be really fun. Yes. I would say probably the Avs because you know you know it's going to be at like some ski chalet or something. Oh my like, God. Like it's going to look so wintry and really pretty. Also, I feel like the Bruins would be really fun. I feel like they really have a good time. I feel like they're all really close. So like all of the stuff they do together is like, it's like a big mob family yeah. atmosphere. What about the holiday party you would least want to go to? Oh, Jesus. Duck. Because <laughs> you know what it would be? What? It would just be silent. It would be like a, a funeral, except for Ryan Kessler would not <laughs> shut the fuck up about his new podcast. You know that's what's happened. Guys, but like seriously, have you subscribed yet? He's going to be giving the hard sell to everyone to come on like Jez and Juice. Is I think that's what it's called. I love it. More hockey players should have podcasts. It's really easy. We can do it. I know. Think about how dumb we are and imagine the possibilities. Who would be the worst for you? Oh, the worst for me? Probably maybe the Devils. Oh, no. that's it. I hope they cancel theirs. If there's one person who really knows how to get a party going, it's the resident Scorpio in any group. And they just lost their resident Scorpio. They did. That's really sad. <laughs> and everything sucks. And also, I don't think Jack Hughes can legally drink yet. I would never accuse him of underage drinking. So, boom. Wow. All right. Well, with that, I think we are done for this week. If you would like to call in with any questions or suggestions for next week, let's see. Is this our last show of the year? It's the twenty second. Maybe we'll yeah. have something out for you on like January first. But you know what? Happy Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. It's the first night of Hanukkah right now. Shalom to your homes. And, you know, most importantly, happy Honda days. Happy Honda days, baby. The reason for the season. Mm -hmm. I know that's right. If you want to call in with your questions or suggestions for next week, which will be our last show of the year slash first show of 2020, you can hit our line at 774-318-6952. Also, please remember to rate and review this show on your platform of choice. You can follow us on Twitter at @puckbunnies_pod underscore pod and at Instagram at @puckbunniespod. Throw your girls some Christmas cash at Patreon at patreon.com slash puckbunnies. I'm Christina. I'm Audrey. And this has been Puck Bunnies. Bye, guys. Also, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Sorry. Don't cancel I'm sorry us. Be, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not woke. I'm bad. I'm going to hell. Christmas seems to happen every year, and it only snows.
I saw you in your photographs Seems you're having so much fun And it's okay You don't belong to me And how I hate this time of Christmas Eve when I ruined everything. How strange.